Jesus. Somebody ought to say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Stand up in him, Lord. Praise God. Nehemiah 8 and 5 says, when they opened the book, all the people stood up. My brothers and my sisters, we want to talk to us this morning from the subject, don't give in to Saturday. Sunday morning is on the way. Don't, don't give in to Saturday. Sunday morning is on the way. And very early in the morning, the first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not ye. I know you seek Jesus who was crucified, but he ain't here. That's why we sit down south. He ain't here. He's risen, as he said. You don't believe it? Come see where the Lord lay. That's right. Would you be so kind to turn to someone, somebody, if ain't nobody next to you, turn to yourself. Don't, don't answer yourself, just turn to yourself. In these social and physical distant time, tell them to pray this prayer. Say it with me. Help me, dear God, to never give up Never give in, Never give in to, Saturday to Saturday because Sunday morning, Sunday morning is on the way. All right, thank you. My brothers and my sisters, there are seven days in a week. If you begin with Monday, then there is Tuesday. If you got all timers, you might want to repeat it. And then after Tuesday, become Friday, fri I mean Wednesday. And after Wednesday, become Thursday. And after Thursday, become Friday. And then you have Saturday. But what follows Saturday is always Sunday. But if you begin on Sunday, you will end up on Saturday. And Saturdays of our lives are always the times of downness and desperation. Saturdays are often downtime. You're running around trying to make up what you left off. Somebody ought to help me here this morning. So is life. Life is like that. If we are not careful, we will allow the Saturdays of our lives to get us so down that we can't wait to Sunday morning. Can I get a witness here? I don't know about you, but I'm glad to be in the service. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm glad to be in the service one more time. I was glad 
when they said unto me. Me, I'm talking about me. I don't know about you. I was glad when they said unto me, John, let us go into the house of the Lord. I've always been amazed at how fast life can change. Uh, there are, things are one way today. The next day they're totally different. Can I get some help up here? One day your spouse is here. The next day they're gone. One day you think you're well. And the next day you discover that you are extremely ill. One day in your life is going well. The next day everything seems to fall apart. Am I up here talking by myself? Somebody ought to help me here. One day it appears that there's no hope in your situation. The next day your problem is solved. It is true that many changes can occur over the course of a day. What a difference a day makes. What a difference a day makes. Some of y'all are old as I am and some of y'all understand Diana Washington and Nat Cole singing long time ago. What a difference. Don't date your life now. A day make 24 little hours. Brought the sun and the flowers where there used to be rain. My yesterday was blue. Dear, today I'm a part of you, dear. My lonely nights are through, dear, since you said you were mine. What a difference a day makes. There's a rainbow before me, skies above me can't be stormy since the moment of bliss, that thrilling kiss. It's heaven when you find romance on your menu. What a difference a day makes, and the difference, honey, is you. You know somebody, you know somebody like that. Come on now, don't fool me. Don't fool me. You know somebody. You know what I'm talking about. What a difference a day makes. There's a rainbow before me. Skies above can't be cloudy since that moment of bliss. That thrilling kiss is heaven when you find romance on your menu. What a difference a day makes, and that difference is you. There's a difference, my brothers and my sisters, between the Saturdays of our lives and the Sundays of our lives. This is made crystal clear to believers in faith when we are caught up with the cares and trouble of this world. That first Easter Sunday was so good because Saturday was so bad. Come on, help me now. Don't, don't go to sleep on me. The enemies of Christ were confident that they had put an end to this movement. His work was now a total failure. On Saturday, Christ was in the grave. His life was over. His tongue had been silenced and the miracles were finished. On that Saturday, the only recorded activity was by the Pharisees, the enemies of Christ. They were no longer concerned with Jesus, but about the disciples. We are now in chapter 27 of the story of Matthew. And we are on the next day, the one after preparation day, the chief priests and the Pharisees went to Pilate and said, Sir, uh, they said, you know what they said. They said, we remember while he was still alive, that deceiver said, after three days, I will rise again. So give the order for the tomb to be made secure until the third day. Otherwise, his disciples may come and steal the body and tell the people that he's been raised from the dead. And the last deception will be worse than the first. 
The only concern were these pesky disciples. They were concerned that they might steal the body. But no concern was necessary. Because you see, these disciples were meltdown. They were in a meltdown mode. They had scattered and were hiding in every available section of Jerusalem for fear of a cross which may have had their name on it. Saturday had no courage, no hope. None of the disciples were thinking, so what are we going to say when they see Jesus tomorrow? Or I want what Jesus is going to, I wonder what Jesus is going to look like tomorrow. No one was thinking they would see Jesus on Sunday. So Saturday was in utter despair. You would think someone would have remembered one of the many times Jesus promised them that he would come back on the third day. Statements like the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of men and they will kill him. And after he is killed, he will rise on the third day. And as these women made their way to the tomb that morning, they were filled with sorrow. Can I get a witness here? Filled with fear. They were not going to, they're looking for a living Lord. They were looking for a cold, dead corpse. Do you know what that problem was? Their problem was that they were still living on Saturday. Can I get a witness here? They were stuck on Saturday. When that awful Saturday dawned, all they could see was their shattered remains of their hopes and their dreams. These ladies, along with the, the Lord's followers, had placed all their faith and confidence in Jesus. They believed that he was the Messiah. They believed that he was the one who was going to fulfill all the ancient prophecies. They believed that he was the one who would be the king of Israel. They believed that he would establish God's kingdom here on earth. All their hopes for life and eternity were bound up in what they believed about Jesus. Then all their fondest hopes and dreams were suddenly crumbled to the ground like so much dust. And they stood there at the cross and watched him die. Faith turned to grief and grief to utter hopelessness as they saw his broken body taken down from the cross and placed in that tomb. When that stone was rolled across the door of the grave, it was a ringing statement of finality. That stone said, it's all over. It's all over. It's all over. Hope is gone. There's no future. There is no salvation. There is no kingdom. Jesus is dead. It's all over. Note, if the story of Jesus ended with him being buried in a tomb and with a stone being rolled across the door, there would be no hope today. Paul said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. My brother and my sister, this is the first part of life. This is not the last part. And that is where so many of our lives are today. We are living in Saturday. And they do not even realize that Sunday is coming. People moved to the world enslaved by their sins. Ephesians 2, 1 and 3. They moved through the world oblivious to the God who exists to save them. That's just, there's no more courage. There's just no more hope. There's no more reason to be positive. Ever feel like that? 
ever feel like your world is stuck on Saturday? When you put your hope in something or in someone and they let you down, or worst of all, they die? Can I get a witness here? C.V. Barry, C. Vincent Barry, tell me of a guy who was at the home run hitter in the ninth inning of a certain game, and he always usually hit a home run. And he was there in the ninth inning, waiting with the bases loaded to see if they could bring somebody in. He turned around and said, have I ever let you down? The Negro turned around and struck out. <laughs> have you ever been like that? Death seemed like the ultimate insult. I mean, you do the best you can. You pay your dues to the world. You do your best to make a difference. You try to do what's right. You try to stay healthy. You try to eat right and exercise and follow the rules. But nobody outlives death, my brothers. In the end, you're going to die. I don't care who you are, from the wealthiest to the poor. I wish I could get some help in here. Even Elvis died. Princess Diana died. Martin Luther King Jr. died. Can I get a witness here? And there's just something about that which sucks our lives into a Saturday state of mind. You find yourself at a funeral and it hits you. This is it. I can't outrun it. I can't do anything to avoid it. It's going to happen. Somehow or another, that stinks. I don't like that, and you don't either. I believe if you don't have an answer to the grave, then you're stuck on Saturday. Did you hear me? I said if you don't have an answer to the grave, you're stuck on Saturday. I mean, you may have moments, but if you don't have an answer for the grave, let me tell you, you're stuck on Saturday. And that's why we love Easter, because to every single person, Easter gives us a promise. Gives us a promise. Can anybody here know what I'm saying? Ain't about Easter eggs. It ain't about no rabbits. Can I get a witness here? Death is not a dead end. But I came to tell you this morning, it's an exit ramp from this life to a better life. Have you thought about it? Not, not, have you thought about it, how you'll face those final moments? It's not a pleasant thought. But what would it take for you to be able, in your final moments, not to cower to death, but to face it head on? If not with excitement, then with courage. That would, fa then, that would face death unafraid. Let me tell you how Jesus enables us to do that. He moves us out of a Saturday mentality. Can I get some help here? I say he moves us out of a Saturday mentality into a state of mind. He will take us from a Saturday where death has been defeated to a life in the Sunday where life had defeated death. Come on, help me somebody. I said God will take you from that place where Sunday becomes a place where death has been defeated. And he moves us from the last day of death into the first day of life. And all of the Easter stories tell us over and over about this. One great story is the one about Mary Magdalene in John 20. It says, now Mary stood outside the tomb crying. Can I get a witness here? As she cried, she bent over to look into the tomb. 
And instead of that, she saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and one at the foot. They asked her, woman, why are you crying? She said, they have taken away my Lord. Come on now, you know what I'm talking about. And I don't know where they'll put him. Can you pause for a moment? Mary Magdalene buried more than a friend that day. Mary Magdalene buried more than a friend that weekend. She buried the only person who ever helped her. We don't know a whole lot about her. And some people make wild speculation about her. But look at this one sentence in Mark. It said, now, now. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had in scripture suggest that he had cast seven demons. In scripture, the number seven suggests completion. And so Mary Magdalene was completely afflicted. We don't know what afflicted her. It might have been some type of dependency on depression. But she was completely afflicted. People went around her. People avoided her. You know, we tend to avoid people. We tend to avoid people like that, don't we? But Jesus said he not only befriended her, but he delivered her. I don't want no music yet. I ain't ready now. And when she came to the tomb, y'all got to stay with me here this morning. This is Easter, y'all. I said, this is Easter. Can I take my time? When she came to the tomb and found that the body was gone and that the stone was rolled away, it never occurred, I don't need that, I don't need that yet, I don't need that. It never occurred to her that Jesus was simply following through on what he said he would do. And she missed that miracle. She obviously saw the two angels, but she didn't realize that they were angels and she missed them. There are times, my brothers and my sisters in life, when despair is so root and so deep and sadness is so thick and the walls are so high that we feel we can't get out of it. Can I get some help here? These are tough times in which we feel the world is closing in on us. We feel if anything is bad, it's going to happen to us. It's going to happen to me. It's saying, I'm lucky. The only luck I have is bad luck. And God could send miracle after miracle and blessing after blessing. And we're told to count our blessing. And it just doesn't work sometimes. And we wonder what Jesus does during those times. I tell you, here's the answer. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. But she did not realize it, that it was Jesus. He asked a woman, why are you crying? Do you see what Jesus did? He didn't give up on Mary. Most of us would have given up on her. I think, look, there are angels sitting there talking to you. The tomb is empty, duh. Come on, Mary, get the message. But Jesus didn't. The empty tomb and the angels didn't open her eyes. So Jesus took matters into his own hands. And he came and spoke to her. Come on, help me somebody. He spoke to her with tenderness. He spoke to her with loving on. Mary, why are you crying on this Easter Sunday morning? 
He came to her like a gentle shepherd. Why would he do this? I tell you, because he's Jesus. That's what he does. He's Jesus. He's ever patient. He's ever caring. He is the heart of God. He's so patient with you and I. The prophet Michael asked the question about God. Where is another God like you? Who pardoned the sin of survivors among the people. You cannot stay angry with your people forever. Because you delight in showing mercy. Once again you will have compassion on us. Once again Jesus will have compassion on you and on me. I know there are people here this morning. Who are passing through some seasons of your life. In which there is a great sadness. You're in the valley of despair. It's like being in a slump. And it's really hard. Maybe it's the economy that's bothering you. Maybe some family issues that are bothering you. Maybe it's a health thing that's bothering you. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's just one problem after another. At some point, when we hit the valley, we tend to think that God must really be mad at me. And we start to feel bad and feeling bad all over again. Uh, we think that if we really had it together, I could get out of this thing. And I'm tired of feeling bad. And I'm tired of feeling bad and bad over again. Then God must be really tired of me feeling bad. He probably just mad at me. And stories like this one are in the Bible to let us know that that is not the case. It's to remind us that God is patient and long-suffering with his children. He's more patient with you than you are with yourself. And he comes and he brings you a message that said, Saturday has come. Can I get a witness here? It's here today. But Saturdays always follow. Hallelujah. I'm ready to get out of here almost. Saturday always followed by Sunday morning. Don't give up. Be patient. Be patient with yourself. God ain't through with you yet. Eventually that season passes and it's Sunday morning. When the Saturdays come, do what Mary did. Notice her words to the angel. They have taken my Lord away. She kept calling Jesus her Lord. In tough times, Jesus remained her Lord. Anybody here can call Jesus Lord? A whole lot of folk can call Jesus Lord on a good day. But when we are moving through the Saturdays of our lives, hallelujah, it's not easy to call Jesus Lord. But when we can continue to call him Lord on Saturday, oh, how good it will be when Sunday morning comes. Can I get a witness here? Listen to the end of the story. Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you put him, and I will get him. Listen to her devotion to Jesus. Did you catch what she just said? I don't think Mary could have done this. She was so devoted to Jesus that she wanted to get his body and bring it back. But also note, she still didn't get the point of what was about to happen on the third day. And Jesus was so touched by her devotion. Jesus said to her, Mary, she turned around and cried in Arabic, Rabona, mean teacher. When she heard Jesus call her name, she knew that he was, 
She knew who he was. Someday, my brothers and my sisters, someday we will hear Jesus call our name. And someday, hallelujah, someday in heaven, when you hear Jesus call your name, all the pain of earth will be worth it. Somebody, let's talk about it. Can I get a witness here? Somebody, let's talk about it. Over in heaven, see if I'm not telling you the truth. When you hear Jesus call your name, can I get a witness here? When you see Jesus call your name, whatever struggle it took, don't forget, he knew my name. And when I heard him call my name, it was all worth the struggle. I knew that God knows me. Can I get a witness here? My brother and my sister, I want to tell you this morning, God knows you. And he knows your name. He knows your DNA. He knows your street. He knows your zip code. He doesn't just see you humanity and humanely. He sees you as an individual. He sees us all. And he knows us by name. You can call him Lord. He calls you by name. You can call him whatever you want to call him. Can I get a witness here? Go ahead and call his name. Claybrook, call his name. Hilton, call his name. John, call his name. Reggie, call his name. Carl, call his name. Can I get some help here? Mark, Mark, call your name. Oh, hallelujah this morning. I'm here. I'm getting out of here now. It's Sunday morning. It's Sunday morning. Saturday is almost gone. The Bible said, if you confess with your mouth, the Lord Jesus, he will save your soul. Can I get a witness here? Saturday is all gone. Sunday has come. Oh, death. Oh, death. Where is your sting? Oh, death. Where is your poison? Oh, grave. Where is your victory? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. But thanks. 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 Be to God. What giveth us the victory through Jesus Christ our Lord. Can I get a witness here? I want to come by here to tell you this morning he lives. Can somebody help me here? I say he lives. He lives. He lives. Salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. I say he lives within my heart. Can I get some help here? I want to sit down now. I want to sit down now. And I said, because he lives. Because he lives. Because he lives. I can face tomorrow. Because 
love him, Jesus. <laughs> Come on. He came <laughs> to love and forgive. <laughs> he bled and died. He bled and died. To buy my pardon and life, an empty grave there to prove, to prove my Savior, my Savior. Lives. Somebody help me here today because, because he lives. Come on now, help me. I can say tomorrow I can face tomorrow. tomorrow. Come on now. Because because he lives. He lives. All fear is gone. And life, and life, and worth, life. worth the living just and life because you were the living just and life and life. Because anybody here know because he lives? Anybody ever know because he lives? You can face tomorrow because he lives. All fear is gone. Get out of here, COVID. Get out of here, COVID. Don't pay no attention to it. Get out of here. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. 